In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every other Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Hi, everyone. We have Mystic Raven Jade here on A Psychic Story for this episode, and we are going to talk all things tarot. So the truth about tarot, I think that there are a lot of questions out there. We see things on social media, people pulling cards, what does entail? What's the difference between oracle cards versus tarot? So Raven is here to walk us through that and just thrilled to have her on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited for this. Well, we're excited to hear from you. And what I really like for each of the guests when they join is talk about their personal story about how they got involved. If, you know, family was involved with it, like just really what cat, you know, kickstarted you into this, into this business. When I was younger, of course, when we're kids and we have this, let's say I was able to read auras when I was in elementary school and I thought maybe someone's wrong with my eyes. I would see all different colors, like, you know, purple, green. And I didn't really understand what that meant or I would have prophetic dreams. And <laughs> I remember this one time in high school, I had this dream that, you know, I was in this coliseum and aliens were chasing me. And <laughs> the next thing I know, you know, I go to an event and it's the coliseum. It's where I was, the dream was about. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm crazy and I'm looking for aliens. <laughs> because I'm thinking, oh, wow, maybe there's really aliens come to get me. But so and when I started growing up and my family was very religious. And so it was we believed in, you know, having prophetic dreams, but they didn't like the you know label of psychic to it because everybody thought psychic was, you know, a devil word, <laughs> as you will, in my family. So as I grew up, it was, you know, OK, let me just put that on the back burner and pay attention more to the Bible and, you know, things of that nature. But uh, in my mid-20s, I had a dark night of the soul, which everybody tends to go to go through that kind of, you know, wakes you back up on your path of what you need to do. And it was actually a really bad breakup. I thought I was so in love with this guy (laughs) and turned out that was not my Mr. Right, but it opened my eyes to where I needed to it's like I felt this calling to get back into my gifts because once that happened, I would have like all these prophetic dreams again. And I really wanted to find a way to channel these, these gifts that I had, especially where clear audience, which is my biggest gift of, you know, clear hearing. 
And I picked up on tarot and I saw how everybody was channeling messages through the cards and they really helped others. And I was like, wow, I really want to know how to do that. So through the years, I've had like three or four mentors helping me with tarot. And I decided finally, like, you know, what? I want to share this gift with other people. I want to, you know, help others as well and maybe teach them about this too, because it's a great tool that people could actually learn not just about the future, but how to manage their lives and other great things that comes with tarot. So you were seeing auras at first, and that was when you said you were like younger and then through middle school. And then do you still see auras right now? Actually, I still do. And I actually uh, teach my kids, oh, wow. you know, yeah. how to uh, look at auras and how to kind of tell like uh, the energy from people. Um, if you get that good vibe, you know, trust your intuition. That's definitely a big thing that I teach my kids. You know, because a lot of times we second guess our intuition, even though it's been right on the money. Yeah, that's a big one because I say, I think especially when they're kids, when we're kids, um, it's simple things, right? It could be when to drink a glass of water, to take this path versus this path when you're walking. And the simple things is what gives you the confidence to then read the bigger signals and the bigger messages that come through. Because when we repress it or we regress it, then that's when it's harder than later on. From a prophetic dream standpoint, that's one of the things, like you said, that you had it, but then also your family did too. It was so crazy because during... um like different ants, like, like I said, I'm Southern Baptist. So it's fire and brimstone. Oh, wow. So Southern Baptist. Yeah. Yes. So a lot of my family members would say, oh, I had a dream of this and it came true. And so, you know, most people think, oh, that's a psychic, you know, ability. But in my family, they didn't see it as a psychic ability. It was a gift from God because you didn't call it psychic because that was a devil word. I see. Okay. Yeah. And so when you would have those kind of dreams, did you and your family talk about them? And did they also teach you or was it more kind of just a, we had this dream? Like, did you do anything with those messages? Actually, it was more of just passing messages along. You know, we just took it um, as it's part of a family gift. You know, no one really discussed it or went into detail about it. You know, we would say, okay, if you had a dream about fish, someone was pregnant, a lot of symbolism. So it was passed along, but no one really explained it. They just told you, hey, if you have this dream about fish, someone's pregnant. (laughs) So, and that's, and I still use it to this day when I tell my kids like, okay, if you see clear water in your dreams, that's you being calm, clear on your path. But the water is chopped. Like my daughter had a dream the other day about her and the waters were crashing and waving. So I told her, it's like, what are you worried about? What are you stressing about? Because that's your angels and guys telling you that you're stressing out. Your emotions are going all, all over the place because water is equal in to emotions as well. So do you get them to like for yourselves? And then I do want to get to tarot here in a bit. But for yourselves, you have that because dreams are very symbolic with what we're going through. Do you guys also or yourself get the, the, get the symbolism and messages for other people? Yes, actually, we do. Um, I know sometimes where people will say, okay, look, I had a dream about this and I'll tune in to my intuition. Like, okay, well, I can see your guides are trying to tell you this. And sometimes we can have dreams of another person and we try to pass that message along. Like, hey, you know, you want to be careful because I had a dream about this, you know, 
So we do get dreams about other people because our, especially my guides, whoever I connect to, sometimes it can be so strong that they're like, okay, look, go to them and tell them that's cool. This message for because they're not listening. Right. Yeah. Well, the reason why I was asking a little bit more is I was actually talking to my mom and my sister earlier about this is that I, when I dream, my, my dream work tends to be more for myself on that spiritual level to kind of get through, like you were saying, the emotions or really just the, those emotions that you haven't been able to kind of deal with in day-to-day life. But very rarely I will get what you're kind of calling more of a prophetic type of visionary dream. And it's very strong. And I can tell that it's not my dream, right? That it's it's a message or it's something that I'm receiving because like you said, your guides or angels are trying to break through that. And so I think that sometimes when people are out there, if you're listening, that that may happen. It's also kind of what do you do with that information? So the best thing I can probably say or guide, and you may have a different kind of tip is to write that down and to just think about if then anyone else comes into your life, like a friend or a family member, and they're talking to you about something. Sometimes it can be literal, but very rarely is it literal. It's usually symbolic, like you were saying. And then it's a guiding light for you to share that message. Yes, because I definitely tell, like when I wake up, I write my dreams down quick. Because, you know, we can forget things in the first five minutes and it starts to get hazy as it goes on. And usually with my dreams, I can't tell like who they're talking about or who they're trying to message or signal to. Because, again, they could be giving the other person signs and they're not listening. So it's like, okay, now it's your turn (laughs) to tell. We're going to go the next person that's going to listen if you're not listening to your own. (laughs) Exactly. So you were saying, so now let's get into the tarot side of things. Um, You said that you came across the cards and then you had some mentors and you learned. What was it that pulled you in with the tarot? Um, And by the way, do you say tarot or tarot? I mean, I've been saying tarot, but... Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) My daughter says tarot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know, that kind of gives me a little peek. No tarot, darling, say tarot. (laughs) Keep it simple kind of thing. So you got into them because they were just what, like more of a channeling opportunity for you or was it the symbolism that really drew you in? For me, it was the symbolism that drew me in because like I said, I love using my intuition, which everyone should. But with tarot, I love, especially with the different variations of tarot cards that are out now, each will apply to your um, intuition, like what, you know, you're, you're comfortable with. Like some people may be comfortable with butterflies mm-hmm. and with through symbolism, butterflies on each tarot card that can give them that meaning, like they can look at the colors right. or they can look at the, you know, different symbols. And I love that each tarot decks that I've run across, they still hold that system of the Rider Waite Smith cards, mm-hmm. the system. So it's very, I just love like the imagery that draws me through. And so let's get into that because when I had reached out and I was really excited that you wanted to talk and and get here about the, about tarot, there are, are also Oracle decks. So can you walk everybody through what the difference is between tarot and then the Oracle decks and the, and maybe some of the symbolism? Sure. Cause, okay. So tarot deck is, Tarot decks are actually like a systematic card deck. It's a 78 um, card deck. It's always 78 because you have 22 major arcanas and then you have 56 minor arcanas. I mean, yeah, minor. And minor is day-to-day stuff that you go through. The major ones are like part of your destiny. These are big, major changes in your life. So this is like very detailed messages 
when you when you deal with their tarot, it's very direct messages. Now with Oracle, they're more broad. You know, they this is the where like if you're really into your intuition, these cards are for you because they play a lot on imagery mm-hmm. because they're not a set system. They're based on what the author has in mind. Let's say if you love love, then they have different symbols about love. And, you know, you really have to use your intuition to get what this card is talking about. Or else in tarot, let's say you have three of swords. Three of swords is all about heartache. It's always going to be about heartache. But because of the imagery on the heartache card, you may say, okay, this person might be sad about love. This person might be sad about money. You know, they're, Mm -hmm. you know, about money not coming through. So tarot is direct and Oracle is more broad. Okay. And I know that some practitioners, myself included, I don't do tarot readings all the time, but sometimes I'll use them as tools. You can almost use them in some cases together. So you can use the tarot from the more direct or maybe, is that how you work too? Yes. I like to, when I do my readings, I do like to mix it up sometimes because Sometimes you might need that direct message, like something that someone's going to know, okay, this applies to me. This applies to my situation. And then I bring in the Oracle cards where it's kind of like it it touches on different aspects, maybe not the certain question you ask, but maybe touch on another part of your life that you might need a message on at that time that you didn't ask about. Yeah, or even clarifying in some cases, like because yes. tarot cards are very direct and they give a message. But if I'm not like... If the person is in, if it's not resonating with them or I don't know how to get even more detailed, sometimes I'll pull some extra cards, whether it's tarot or oracle on top of that to say, okay, like what else are you trying to tell me? What are we not asking kind of thing too? Because then that'll help kind of pull it through. So what is your favorite tarot deck and what's your favorite oracle deck or which ones do you use for which, you know, for which purposes? I'm sure you probably have a whole stack of them. <laughs> I, my son, he he laughs because he's like, "Mom, are you going to get any more?" <laughs> Stop. So, <laughs> I'm very. But my favorite uh, right now is the "This Might Hurt" tarot deck by Isabella Rodman, mm. and I love it because it's a modern twist on uh, tarot decks, and like the symbolism is almost the same. Like, let's say the two of cups, where it's usually a man and woman. This one has two men. So it gets into our modern day time and not on the symbolism that was, you know, way back then. Mm -hmm. So I definitely love that. And my favorite Oracle deck is the Divine Love Oracle by, by Fiery Empress Tarot, which is all about love. Because I rarely, it's very hard to find like love Oracle cards. So you usually have to go to like independent, you know, uh, readers that make their own cards to find it because it's not many on the market. And usually like you want, for me, I love new decks. I love like the weirder, the better, (laughs) because that challenges me to do what I need to do. But I definitely love that because it's all about love and I love the imagery to it too. And it's very modern and up to date. Well, you'll have to take a photo of all your tarot decks or all your decks stacked and tag me in it because I'd love to see how many. Um, We talked a little bit about before we got on here about protection and setting intentions. So what does that look like for you? But then also if somebody's interested in 
I don't want to say dabbling, but like getting learning more about the practice of tarot. Like there's some things that they can do as well to just protect their energy and their space, but also ground themselves. So what are some of the things that you recommend? Well, I know for me, I deal with my angels and archangels. So when I'm about to do a reading, I always ask Archangel Michael to protect me from He's negative the energy. He's the best, isn't he? <laughs> exactly. So because everybody has their own attached, they have attachments outside, you know, before you read them. So it's best definitely to protect yourself. I know some people are good with visualization. Uh, Ricky is imagining a white bubble over you. So you're protecting yourself from outer energy coming in. I would like to say for people to make sure you're in a quiet space because there could be a lot of distractions that can get in the way. But definitely before you do, people, you know, light incense, you know, clear, really clear space. Um, you can have your white candle to invite those angels, invite, you know, the positive energy to come in. You know, I'm to the point now to where I... I have a spray, I have a sage, a sage spray, and I'm like saging everywhere <laughs> so I can get the energy around me like just right and make sure like I'm a mom. So I, you know, you know how you get all your kids and you don't want all that energy <laughs> right, yeah. before the reading. So definitely, you know, I want to clear my space like that. Like, okay, get all that negative energy out and really calm and center yourself. Do some breathing techniques you know, to really just center your um, energy and make sure it's not all scattered and you're focused on your reading. There's that intention, what you were talking about, the importance of it, of not just grounding yourself, but protecting yourself and then the person that you're giving readings. And it's not more, it's not to scare anyone from it, but it's more just, I think sometimes people think, oh, this is an easy thing to do. I can kind of practice it. And if you're not in a grounding space, you don't know what other kind of energies you might be attracting coming in. So that's one thing. And then do you do anything after, whether it's for yourself or you're doing readings for other people that where you kind of disconnect from the reading? I'm I'm imagining it's probably very similar to what you just walked through, but do you do like a ceremonial thing afterwards too? Honestly, I do my sage spray afterwards, clear that. And for me, I like to take like my soft baths after like at the end of the day, after I've collected all that energy, because as we know, salt is a purifier and it clears and cleans um, energy. So definitely want to get rid of those energy because sometimes and when I'm doing read, there's a lot of heavy energy. You know, there's p- people dealing with so much. And I've noticed like if I don't do that, um, I will get sad all day. I will get like very depressed down and and I'm like, I know this is my energy. I don't have anything to be sad about. And then I realize, oh, I'm still having this energy with me. And so that's when I try to, you know, pray for Archangel Michael to clear energy out as well. And even Archangel Raphael to help heal my anxieties as well that goes with it. I think anxiety is a big one for practitioners and light workers out there that we sometimes, I mean, I may be drinking too much coffee sometimes, or <laughs> we don't realize that there, that anxiety, a, it could be ours or, and it's residual energy that we haven't let go of, or it could also be somebody else's, but that's a big one. And I definitely agree with you on like the salt baths. If you are someone who you start to get into more of a routine with this and you're doing multiple readings in a day, one of the things a practitioner I worked with ages ago would do is that she actually wash her hands um, all the way up to the elbows because you're like you're using your hands a lot whether it's with crystals or tarot or even energy work and that way you can kind of disconnect with water that way 
throughout each one. And then if you don't want to take a bath, obviously like too early in the day or whatever, that's another thing that you could do. But yeah, I also love the idea of the candle too. Yeah. And I do have crystals that I use as well. Amethyst we all use, but I wanted to talk about the black kyanite that I use. And that's definitely to help psychic protection because black crystals are all about absorbing energy, negative energy, repelling negative energy as well. But um, I remember going to the store and, you know, I explained uh, one of the metaphys- metaphysics stores and I, you know, tell them like, you know, I'm a reader and I keep getting, you know, all this negative energy and I, I really need help. And this person, they were very knowledgeable and they're like, you know what you need? Black kyanite because it helps psychics to really uh, protect themselves from that kind of energy, shields them. And when I got this, I felt like so much better wow. and I use it. I don't have it on me now, (laughs) (laughs) but definitely I use that in my readings to help protect as well. So crystals really do help. Yeah, no, I love crystals. I feel like it's, it's like, especially when I even buy them to give them to people, like they have their own personalities and their own own energies. So it's kind of like, I don't know, giving people a pet almost like it just like it's emotional. It's an emotional connection is what I'm saying is that you, especially with, um, I, so black kind of, I don't have that. I think that I'm feeling led to definitely get some, but I also, if you're looking at there's obsidian, which is another really good one. Smoky quartz is a really great one too. And, and quartz as well. I don't know, like generally price points, but quartz is a, it's pretty plentiful and you can get them from different places online. There's sustainable options, obviously. And then if you want to, it's also nice sometimes to go if you can physically see them and hold them because then sometimes you feel drawn to a specific type of energy that you may not necessarily if you, you know, are getting it online, but there's various, it's very affordable and it's accessible. Yes. I had a mentor that says like, your crystals call you, you don't call Mm -hmm. them. So they definitely like, if you need me, I'm coming to you. Yes, yes, that's a great that's a great point. And so if you're very into tarot, like obviously a lot of this is resonating for for you if you are just learning more about it and that's why you're tuning in here, once you select a tarot deck and really I guess it's it's a personal choice. So when you see symbolism on a on a card deck and you're like, "Hey, you're drawn to that," then that's usually a positive sign that that's the one that you should maybe start to use. The Rider Waite Smith one as you know, Raven had mentioned as one where like that was done decades ago and is usually like the foundational, like at least the structure and the symbolism is what a lot of other decks are drawn from. But really the point is, is regardless of which one, there's really no wrong choice. It's what you're drawn to. You obviously set your intention and your protection of reading it and just kind of play around with it and see there are a bunch of different options within tarot decks of like how you actually like draw the cards and all of that. Can you share or walk people through for you maybe some some spreads that they could try to see if they wanted to play around with them? Sure. One of the easiest is one card, you know, just pulling one card for yourself, like asking yourself, what do I need to know for today? That's what I do to help sharpen my Mm. intuition skills. And it's very helpful if you're trying to learn the cards too, because a lot of times people get into the book meanings, but not the actual, you know, getting into the symbolism as well. It's great to know the meanings of the decks, but you also want to kind of be mindful of what do you see with the cards it goes back to that intuition that you were talking about. Like intuition and symbolism may mean something different to you. So you don't have to take the literal sense of what's in the what's in the book, right? 
Right, exactly. And another uh, spread, uh, usually people do three card spread, you know, past, present, future, you know, especially, you know, what they want to know about career and love. That seems to be the main themes lately, <laughs> you know, money or love. But also um, what I usually like to do is the Celtic cross, which is actually a 10 card spread. And that's like, I'm going to be honest, that's more advanced. <laughs> you can work your way up to that. But it really gets into the meat and potatoes of what your situation is, you know, from um, what's in the subconscious, what's in your conscious to what's holding you back. So that's a very detailed spread. But start with the one card first and kind of work your way up from there. Well, what else what else would you like to talk about or cover? Well, I would love to talk about, you know, how everyone is seeing the rise of tarot and oracle cards on social media. And and they're very exciting, of course. But for one, everybody thinks that, you know, if a card spread comes onto your news feed, that it's for you. Now, these card readings are general readings. So it could be that spirit, you know, led you to them. And sometimes it's the algorithm. I mean, we're going to be honest. It's, you have to take what resonates with you. Okay. Because a lot of people are like, Oh, is this for me? Is this for me? Are you going through that situation? That's something that you need to ask yourself. And um, another thing is how people will think that, you know, picking up tarot cards or pick up or cards, it's so easy. And, oh, I'm going to make a quick buck. I've seen a lot of scammers lately, mm-hmm. especially in the community. We've uh, I've seen where a lot of legitimate uh, readers pages are being copied and you know, scammers are coming in and it's like, it's, this is not a uh, easy profession. It's something that takes a lot of time to learn and to get into and to watch out for scammers as well, because sadly in every industry, there's going to be good and bad and all. You bring up a really good point about, especially on Instagram, where I've seen like people pulling cards. I've done, I've done one once, but it's more generally like you were saying, like if you're led, because there is the algorithm, but then if you're led and really, I think the biggest thing is, is if you're questioning, is that for you, then it's probably not. I think the, the biggest point is, is if it's really resonating, you're like, oh my gosh, I needed to receive that message right at that time. Then that should be telling you, okay, well then it was, divine guidance, divine intervention for you to get that. But also because you're searching for certain content or you've seen it before, then more of that's going to pop up. So it's really about just be mindful about what you're seeing and what you're receiving and if it's resonating with you or not. If you have to read too much into it, then it's probably not meant for you. It's like the biggest thing. And definitely like making sure that from that scammer perspective, that people that like yourself that does this as a career is that you've been putting a lot of time and effort, you have certifications, you've had teachers. And so just making sure that just like if you're going to go to a doctor, you're going to, you know, go and find another practitioner is not just to pick somebody up off the internet because, you know, it came across your feed, you know, do a little bit of research and your own due diligence, I think is the biggest thing, right? Yes, definitely. Like I said, there are so many readers that connect with other people, but, you know, you're going to feel and know who is real and authentic and genuine versus who's just trying to make a quick buck. Right. Right. Exactly. 
And so let's go back a little bit. So you, you mentioned like, so you see auras. You also are, have the gift of clairaudience, which I think is really cool. Like I can't hear like that. I guess that's a good thing in my mind because I that would be a little bit too much. So when you're doing readings, whether it's through tarot or others, does one kind of outweigh? And do you still experience that when you're work, you know, working with folks? Oh, uh, I, I do all the time because for me, I actually talk to my angels through music. Oh, and cool. so let's say when I do readings, I actually put my iTunes player on. I put it on random because mm-hmm. that way, if they want a song that comes through and I may be doing a love reading and I see this card that might be heartbreak and I hear a heartbreak song and it's, you know, very detailed to what that you know message is. I'm like, OK, I get what you're trying to tell me. Let me you know tell the other person. Wow. So. It's definitely like that. I have one funny story where uh, <laughs> I was doing a reading and I was like, boy, this person's so toxic. And then Britney Spears' toxic starts playing and I start cracking up. And I was like, okay, I, I got your meaning, guys. I, <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> so it's it goes hand in hand. It's not so much one outweighs the other because with my guides, and with my clear audience, like I work together with my tarot and use intuition. It's it's all going hand to hand. It's not one outweighs the other. Well, we all have the abilities, but then some, you know, we have multiple, we, we, we tend to gravitate towards one or the other in some cases, but also when people maybe, like you were saying in the very beginning, listen to intuition, listen to your gut, follow that, there's that basic core, right? But then when you have the ability to smell or hear or see visually versus with your mind's eye, there's, and then there's that knowing that's all that can be different for each person. So I was just curious to see if anyone else was going through it or they're newer in their abilities and they're trying to learn more about it and what they can do. That's why I was just curious, like when you were younger versus like where you are now, what that journey looked like. And if there were maybe any other tips you could share with people. Well, for the most part is when you're uh test or when you're working on your intuition, helping it grow, you could do simple things like when you're at a stoplight, try to uh Use your intuition when it's going to turn green. You know, a lot of people think that it's got to be this big infrastructure on how to grow your intuition when it can be so simple. You know, thinking about when, you know, intuition, when is the time? You know, what time is and look at your watch and be like, okay, I was close to it, you know. You know, these if you things, hear if and, you hear your phone ring, but you haven't looked at the screen yet, see if you can kind of tap into the energy or the person that might be calling you. Is it spam or is it you know your mom or something? <laughs> exactly. And I had a mentor, which this is kind of bad. She always told me, "Keep it simple, stupid." But you know, we don't want to say that. Well, there's that saying, "Keep it simple, stupid." It's not bad. It's kind of true in a lot of ways. And so she would always tell me that people would try to make things so much more complicated than what it really is. So as long as you keep it simple, you know, you can reach your goals of um, strengthening your intuition, strengthening your gifts like clear audience, clear cognizance, you know, clear sentience. It's it's all about you know being comfortable with your gifts and just going with your flow and going in your own time frame because so many people try to rush their gifts oh, and sometimes yeah. it just takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think going at your own pace is a big thing. We're such a society and culture now where we want everything immediate. 
immediately and we want to be perfect at everything right off the bat. And so it it's a process. That's why we're here to learn and to experience it and to grow from it and not to necessarily rush it. And I think that's a, a beautiful message for sure. Well, thank you for sharing your gifts. And is there anything that your guides or angels or your higher self is being led that you wanted to share, whether it's related to tarot or other? Um, I think for the biggest thing is if you're feeling that you want to explore your gifts, go for it. Don't let anything hold you back. And there's a lot of time with, especially like if you grew up in a very religious home and um, you're scared to kind of let people know how you feel. Recent, well, my mom, I had told her about, you know, really exploring my gifts, doing tarot. And as you know, you know, being a Southern Baptist, she was like, you're going to go to hell. And I was like, well, Jesus forgives. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but the does. thing is, I, I recently lost my mother uh, January 1st of this year. I'm sorry to hear that. And at the end of the day, she was very proud of me standing up for what I believed in and to go for, you know, especially helping others with my gifts. You know, that was like when I first told her about my gifts, she wasn't on board. But as she saw as time got, uh, went on about me helping she really saw how I helped others with my gifts. So she was very accepting. And that I love that she was able to see that before she, you know, passed. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, and that's the thing. I don't want anyone to hold themselves back because of what they were taught versus what they feel. So if you feel it, go for it. Yeah, it's that fear-based thing that even for a lot of us that we stand in our truth, like I talked about it several episodes on the show, is that we're kind of in that closet, that psychic closet, because we're in fear of judgment. We're in fear of people thinking differently about us. And really at the end of the day, and it's, I think in some cases harder when it is your family, but also you mentioned that even though you grew up Southern Baptist, that your family was like, they believed in signs. They believed in these symbolisms. It's the prophetic aspect. So I imagine like your lineage just has those gifts and by you being able to kind of step out into the light and to show your abilities and how you're helping people in a different way, it might not be the path that they chose in their particular life or lifetimes, but it's giving others the ability to feel confident and to know that it's okay. And like you just said, to embrace your truth and to stand in it, which I think is very powerful. So yes, definitely. Well, awesome. Well, um, so I have here for the way that people can get a hold of you is you have all of your social media handles are Mystic Raven Jade. That's J-A-D-E. And your website is mysticravenjade.com. But what are some of the services that you offer? And, you know, what would you like to just share with people if they can, you know, want to book something with you or get a, get in touch? What's the best way to do that? And Sure. Well, I um, actually do tarot or readings on, you know, love, career, you know, life path. I also give anyone that is interested in going the route of a spiritual practice business, you know, tips and tricks um, about how to really get yourself out there on social media, but not in a way that is pushy or, you know, make people really like second guess your, you know, authenticity. Um, but definitely working. I actually have my own t- uh, tarot deck. My daughter calls it Toracle because, <laughs> because, it's, a, funny. because it's a mix of tarot and Oracle. Uh, but it's all about love and, you know, what someone it's called. What would you what would they want to tell you, tarot? 
And it's basically what someone would want to tell you if they're not really talking to you right now or, you know, they, they're holding something deep inside. But it does use the system of the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. So definitely, and it could definitely help someone if they're so confused with the Rider-Waite-Smith version to where it's like, okay, I see like the strength card would be about holding strength and, you know, things of that nature too. But definitely, um, and I have planners as well. So if you want to learn about, yes, about like self-worth and how to, you know, manifest things into your life, you know, I have different months where it explains that as well. Oh, that's awesome. I don't think I've heard of that before. Is that something new that you created? Yeah, actually it is because a lot of people that would come to me would have um, issues with how to manifest things or, you know, working with affirmations, you know, so I decided, okay, well, I'm going to do this planner where each month they will have ideas on how to manifest something, how to bring it into intuition and to work on self-care as well. Oh, that's awesome. So, and then everyone can get that on your website? Yes, definitely. It's on my website and um, you can reach out on my website or uh, my email raven at mysticravenj.com. Well, I think it's awesome that you give both the sessions. So if people want a reading with you, but there is a need out there, especially with practitioners, when people are trying to figure out if you want to set up a business, there's not a lot of coaching from that standpoint. It's either your traditional kind of corporate or startup, like here's your business model, but not necessarily on the metaphysical side as much. I feel like they're, you know, most, for the most part, societies like you guys just need to wing it. And there's a business side of things that needs to happen if you really want to do this as a profession. And then there's also the, you know, the intuitive aspect. And so that's great that you offer that guidance. Yeah. And it was like, I had to go the route of, well, I love business, period. <laughs> so definitely I was like, saw a need where it's like, well, I saw people, you know, they would do their personal pages versus having a business page. And I was like, mm-hmm. that looks kind of scammery. So <laughs> you, you kind of need to go a different route than that. And, you know, people wanting to grow on social media, but not having to really know how to, you know, find their target audience or find, not even knowing, a lot of people don't even know about niches and mm-hmm. how to stick your niche. So it was like something that I really felt led to do. Is it more like a course or is it a one-on-one thing? Is it? It's actually a one-on-one thing, but I am looking into the future, maybe making a course of it or making a more of a handout to where people can get it, see it. Because a lot of people are, uh, there are a lot of people that are visual more That's than, awesome. You know, well, I did want to give um, you a message. I when you like, were talking yeah. about your mom, that she definitely came in, and like I could hearing. see her like cheer, like yes. visually in my mind's eye. Which I knew you you know that, but mm-hmm. on the other side, like she's like seeing it more. She's like now I know what she's talking about because she's there. So she's definitely cheering you on. And when you were talking about the business aspect of things, I definitely feel like the courses would be super, not just super valuable to people, but I feel like that that would be a aspect where it would take off with your business. So. Your guides and angels are giving me a message to give to you that you're on the right path. And I will sure take them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at apsychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at a psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1 800 880 1881. 
We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win. 